This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, a state championship edition of the Danny Britt Show. So excited to get into the breakdown of the semifinals last week and take a look ahead at what we have coming up on Friday night when the cadets will take on Carver Columbus in the GHSA Quad A state championship game. Again, that's coming up at 3.30 in Atlanta from Center Park Stadium, the old Turner Field, to join us here and to break down that semifinals win over North Oconee and a look ahead to the state championship. The head football coach, of your cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, we've been talking about it since the beginning of the year. Wanted to take that next step past the semifinals to winning a state championship. You guys took that next step further than last year. What was that feeling like for you guys post-game on the field with your team? Yeah, extremely excited. So proud of these guys. You know, they, they set that one goal back in January, and that's, you know, what they wanted to do and do. That was another major hurdle for them. And, and so to get here, just very proud for them, all the hard work that they put into it and the coaches have put into it, just very proud. And, Coach, a hard-fought game, a game all week we had heard 48-17, 48-17, 48-17 with y'all's win over North Oconee. But we, we talked about this last week. It's a team that ripped off nine straight wins since y'all had played before and had developed a couple of guys that we really didn't see uh, in that week three matchup. Number one being Max Wilson, their quarterback, just – an extra dynamic that he brought to that offense that was really difficult to defend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, they just did an incredible job, and we knew it. It's, it's hard to beat the same team twice, certainly. Uh, that team had gotten so much better than when we played them before. One, because of you know a few kids that, that, that were there that weren't there when we played. And, and two, they just continued to work and got better, and then we're playing with great, great enthusiasm and great confidence. Uh, you could tell that before the game, just how they were, you know, handling themselves, how excited they were to be there, and so, um, you know, it was a, a huge, huge win for us. And uh, you know, I know some people. You look at, you look at, you know, the previous game. That was a long time ago at this point, and uh, and their coaches did a great job of scheming, and it, it took everything we had to uh, to uh, counter scheme them, and uh, and get the win. Coach, looking at the guys kind of deconstructing that first time y'all played them, what were they able to identify, do you feel like, and go back and try to attack you with in the second matchup? Yeah, I think I think offensively they got us in, you know, by they, if you can remember, they just so many different formations and so you know, much uh, movement in those formations and, and uh, continue to get our guys in situations that maybe they weren't comfortable in. In other words, like the two outside linebackers. They, you know, we have something we like for, for Mac to do and something we like for uh, uh, Sap to do, and they kept getting them in the opposite and uh, just by how they were form- formation us. So, so just small things like that that they did a great job of. And, and, um, and then defensively, they did a really good job of scheming up and stopping you know, trying to stop Justin Thomas because uh, he absolutely went off in the first game, and uh, they they were dead set against letting him do it again, and and uh, he he still got his I think 120 yards, but uh, but you know it wasn't in a typical fashion that he gets it. So um, they did a good job of that, and and then we you know were able to to do some other things to to win the game. 
Coach, you guys found yourself in a situation that you haven't really been in in a while, which was you were trailing pretty late in this football game. They were able to come out, score a touchdown there in the second half. And so just looking on the sideline, looking at your team, like I said, just really hadn't been there before. What was the conversations like with your offense, with, with the Holden Garners and the Justin Thomases? What were those conversations like on the sideline when you guys were down? Honestly, it really wasn't that different. I mean, you get to this point and you expect to be in battles. You know, it's just the way it is. So uh, there was no panic. Nobody panicked. Nobody freaked out uh, regarding that. Um, you know, so everybody just handled it well and said, hey, let's, let's do our thing and we'll be just fine. I'm curious, Coach. I've had a couple people mention it, too. We try to get this out of you in the post game. Uh, you and Coach Halston had a colorful conversation there on the sideline. Is there, is there anything you can reveal from that conversation? Maybe just Maybe just a subject matter? Yeah, no, it was just uh, we were we were arguing back and forth a little bit about the the coverage and and uh, and we didn't get it relayed from the the safeties and uh, to the linebackers and so we were playing two different coverages and and we were just having a heated discussion about that but it's all good we we still <laughs> love each other and and, and uh, you know um, I, I, we've got to do a better job of making sure that those DBs communicate uh, with the uh, linebackers when we are in cover one. I was telling Kevin, no, nobody's in a good mood on the defensive staff after an offense goes down the field on you rushing the football two times in a row. Yeah, no, no, never, never. You know, they, they were doing a good job offensively, and it was taking us a, a minute to catch up, catch up to what they were doing differently than what they'd done before and what we were anticipating. And, Coach, I thought one of the cool things the Titans tried to do and really did was just they, on defense, really just – died for the edge I, was the way my coach would always say it is it, the defensive ends weren't inherently worried about making the tackles themselves but they set the edge about as good as I've seen a team do it against y'all all season and with that it kind of forced you guys to change up the game plan a little bit we were laughing on the broadcast because it's pretty cool when the fallback plan is a four-star quarterback yeah no doubt no doubt yeah they definitely like I said and, and a lot of that's with Justin and uh, you know, they, they were, they were setting that edge and, and, you know, not going to allow us to get the edge on them. And, and, um, you know, yeah, you, you, you fall back on your, your Auburn commit quarterback. And then of course, Cam edge had a big game and, uh, hit a, hit a couple of counters in there. Uh, so, so they're going to set that edge on that side. We're going to counter back the opposite way. And then of course he took the one, I think it was 55 yards for a touchdown. And I know you've had you mentioned Cam Edge right there, so let's start with him. Uh, he had the big fifty-plus yard touchdown run, and then a will route there from Holding Garner. Just the the extra dynamic that he brings to the offense, kind of playing that slot receiver, a uh, little bit of running back here and there as well. The A back kind of looks for him. Just an explosive playmaker that can play a ton of different positions. Yeah, definitely. He is a multi-tool guy and just just very athletic. You saw his speed when he took that counter and got the open. He was literally pulling away 10 and 12 yards from everybody else. So uh, very quick, very dynamic kid and, and can do a lot of different things for us as he showed the other night. And Coach Zaquan, we, I asked you about this in the post game, but obviously you hadn't had a chance to really watch it from the bird's eye view yet. I, I thought it was really cool how he kind of expanded his route tree a little bit in this game. Is that just something Coach DePhillips has been working on with him and something you guys have added to the playbook where it's, listen, if we have him one-on-one -on -one at the top, he has a whole arsenal he can go to with that route tree. Yeah, you know, we've had it for a while and, and, and you know, have used it in the past. Uh, you know, we've had that, you know, since really uh, this summer. Um, 
but uh, but he's gotten better and better at, at at running it and learning how to set people up. So he he does a really good job with it. Uh, Quan Quan is a very talented kid, as you know. And going back and watching the game from Holden, coach, I we we were talking about on the broadcast where it just seemed like at a point in the second half you're going to have to turn it over to him and just let him go to work. And he did, I thought, an unbelievable job, especially that touchdown pass to Cam Edge where he was kind of on the right hash and threw it probably 50, 55 yards on a rope to Cam Edge on the wheel route, just maybe one of his best performances. Yeah, he did. He did a very good job. And, and what goes understated a little bit is is his running, um, you know, because he did a really good job with, with, with getting yardage, you know, with his legs. And, um, you know, I think he ended up eight carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. Oh, yeah, we've seen, we've seen the stiff arm highlight on social media. Do what now? I said we've seen the stiff arm highlight make the rounds on social media. Yeah, yeah. So they had a great stiff arm, but just being able to do that, and, and you know, and get you know, make make a uh, positive play out of what was going to be a negative play is huge. And just that little bit of of running just makes a huge difference. And uh, he obviously can do that. And and then yeah, I mean, he he's got the arm talent like you know, like few few have ever seen. So um, he he did a great job. And yes, on that wheel route to Cam, he put it right on his face from the opposite hash. It was a great job. Well, Coach, past two weeks, you get the win there, obviously, over North Oconee, and then the week before, a uh, close win over Marist. And so now we've seen it. Two rounds in, you play two teams that you were clearly better than and handled them, and then two teams where you can – I always say this, there's no bad teams left when you get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals. And so you've seen these two previous close games from your team. What have you learned from your team during these matchups, and what do you think you need to improve on going into the state championship? Yeah, you know, I've learned what I already knew and, and have felt like for, for weeks and weeks now is, you know, I'm really excited about this group and these seniors are, are leading. They are committed. They want to make this happen. It's just, it's just they are diehard set on it and, um, you know, their heart is in it. So I, I'm very proud of them for that and, and, and have felt that way and it showed. I mean, you, you don't pull out two wins like that unless you are, you know, fully vested in it and, and doing what you're supposed to do. And obviously, uh, things we can do better across the board, um, you know, from, from making plays on the ball better, uh, continuing to learn, tackle better, um, you know, just just got to, uh, you know, hold our blocks longer. We're still – sometimes we're letting go of blocks when, you know, when we could continue to drive through the whistle on those blocks. So there's always those things that you're going to point out in film study today and, 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 and try to get better at. But as far as the, the will to win and, and, and what we're doing and how we're doing it, I, I'm very proud and, and you know feel, feel very confident in what these guys are doing. On all those things Coach mentioned, they're going to come into play this Friday at 3.30 when they take on Carver-Columbus in the state championship game. We'll come down and we'll take a look at Carver when we come back right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. 3.30 Friday afternoon. Your Cadets take on Carver Columbus, the Tigers in the GHSA Quad A State Championship game. We got touching on it there at the end of the last segment, but some of the key things going forward for the Cadets. Coach, before we get too far into the breakdown of this game just number one how cool is it for you going back I'm playing in a state championship but to let these guys make the trip because it's really it's something that not a lot of players in Georgia get to do in their career 
Yeah, it's, it's really special. And, um, you know, I was thinking that yesterday at the meeting in Atlanta, you know, up there was, was different coaches, and, and uh, it's just really a special deal. Uh, and so many people never get to do it. So uh, I'm, I'm excited uh, for these guys that they get to do it. And, yeah, we, we've been there before, but, but these guys have not. You know, these seniors have not. It was five years ago the last time we were in the state championship. So uh, these guys have worked really hard, and I'm proud that they get to, to be a part of that and see it and all the, everything around it, all the pageantry and everything is, is just really neat. Well, Coach, you talked about this before the year. It's, it's just setting the standard, the next level, all of that. It, it's a little bit different for some teams because every now and then you just have a special run where you get into the playoffs with a team that kind of forms together and really there weren't expectations uh, and you go on a run like this. But for you guys, it's it's been there all year, right? The expectation has to been to get back to the semifinals, win the semifinals, and then go on to win a state championship for a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid to handle that. What does that say about your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it says that, that those kids have, have, are mature and, and able to understand what it takes. Um, not everybody on the team does. Uh, there's some freshmen who are still, uh, you know, still freshmen that don't quite understand what's going on day to day. But these seniors have really done a good job of leading, and that's where your foundation is. And and they're you know bringing those guys along, and then those sophomores and juniors that are that are playing certainly understand and and um, you know what it takes so it's it's really neat uh to have that going on and and like you said you know sometimes you just make a run uh you know we we feel like at bc here that's not not what we want to do call it a run we want every year to be a you know to have that standard well coach you guys taking on the carver columbus tigers there in atlanta uh, led by head coach Corey joiner out there what have you seen out of the tigers so far in film study, I know we we spoke about it last week. Just a team with a ton of great athletes. Yeah, and that's just it. They're extremely athletic. Uh, offensively, their offensive line is massive. I think one of the guys, from what I understand, is committed to to Alabama as a tackle. Um, the other tackles offers, you know, from those type places as well. Uh, just really big, and then the quarterback Devin Riles is an amazing athlete. You know, six one hundred ninety pounds thrown for over 2,000 yards and 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 run for you know almost a thousand so just a superb athlete as good as you'll see um, and then a, and a running back uh, Jaden Cradle I believe is how you pronounce yeah. it is is a really really good major division one type dude and what kind of offense are they going to be attacking you guys with because you mentioned the rushing Cradle uh uh, he might he may have surpassed 2,000 yards already. As last check, he had 1,978 uh, rushing yards on the season, over 20 touchdowns for him. But then you look at the receivers, and you have seven different guys who have over 100 yards receiving on the year. What kind of offensive attack are they coming at you with? Yeah, they run a spread offense. Um, <clears throat> not a ton of uh, formations. They're gonna you're gonna spread. They'll empty out and put Cradle in the in the slot. Um, you, you know, a few different formations of that. They will get into a little more of a power set with an H-back. Uh, they'll bring in number 32 to do that, uh, Kenyon Smith. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they're going to basically run spread and, and get those double teams where they can and try to use that big line to, to push you and then get those athletes in space. And, and um, you know, and then they base out of a four-man front defense and just have really big, line and, and, and very athletic uh, people in the back. 
This team is one coach that has just an unbelievable history. I'm speaking on your cadets, that is the the, the seniors, especially uh, looking back at last year and the the cadet road trip that you guys seemingly were on for the entire season, and going back to all the playoff games that they've played in. Any concern for you at all that the stage is too big, or is this just something next step in, in their progression? No, I am not not concerned with that at all. They've been on big stages before. They they understand. You know that they thrive off of that. I, I'm not concerned with that at all. I um, you know, I'm concerned with Carver and what they do. <laughs> but as far as our guys, I think they're going to show up. They're going to play. They're they're, they're going to be what they are. And um, you know, best man wins. What are some of the keys in a game like this, Coach? Obviously, you guys have won two state championships there at BC as a coaching staff. When it comes down to it, between two really good teams, because like we said, there aren't any bad teams left when you get to Atlanta. When it comes down to it, what what do the winning teams usually do? Yeah, I think one is you continue to do what you do. Um, you don't change everything because you're in a state championship game. It's game 15. It, it really, what you what's got you here, you know, dance with the girl that brought you, right? Uh, oh, yeah. That's what you got to do, and that's what the teams usually do that win it. Uh, and then be able to survive the, the rush of the other teams. Because, like you said, everybody's going to be good. You know, you almost never see a blowout in a, in a state championship game. It's usually everybody's good. And, and uh, so they're going to make their pushes, and you just keep keep doing what you do at the level you've done it to get you here. And, and, that, and that's really all you can do. Hey, Coach, looking at your staff, these guys, the job that they've done – uh, over the past few weeks, I know we talk about the coordinators, Coach DePhillips and Coach Houston. Anyone else uh, on that staff that stood out to you through this playoff run? Oh, yeah, everybody's just done a cr- cr- tremendous job. Uh, you know, Coach Coleman with that offensive line and, and the blocking schemes that he developed is just really unbelievable. Um, you know, and those five seniors are really playing tremendously well together and really above their heads, honestly. So uh, co- Coach Co- Coleman deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, Coach Brzant's done a tremendous job with all the special teams and, and, and you know, make sure that's always organized and on point, um, which is huge, uh, to, you know, once you get to this level of play. Um, but all the coaches have just done a great job and so very proud of them. Coach, finally here, what does the schedule look like for you guys this week? I know uh, big traveling up to Atlanta and then getting ready for a, a different time to play as well at 3.30 on a Friday. What does the schedule look like for you guys this week? Yeah, really, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be exactly the same as they are every week, uh, which is great, um, you know, just preparing. And then Thursday, uh, we're going to get out of school at noon and, you know, grab something to eat. We'll practice here at the school. Then we'll shower up, load up, and, and, and kind of crawl up to Atlanta, stopping and making to eat. And then we'll, we'll get to Atlanta and staying at the Omni there and, get there and have meetings and you know feed them again get them to bed and then wake up and you know start our day and go through all our meetings and, and such to to and be ready about twelve thirty to go over to the stadium and play the game absolutely and you'll be able to hear it live right here on espn radio savannah myself and kevin thomas will be live from center park stadium formerly known as turner field there at 755 hank aaron drive in atlanta so tune in 3 o'clock on Friday, kickoff set for 3.30. Coach, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to seeing you up in the 404. Yeah, thank you so much. Y'all have done a great job and, and excited about this one. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio.
Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel, glad to have you hanging out alongside us as we get ready for the state championship matchup between Carver Columbus and your BC Cadets. Again, coming up, 3 o'clock pregame start on Friday. You'll be able to listen right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Or if you can't get us on the radio, you can always listen live on ESPNCoastal.com. Just head to the top right of the website, click on the Listen Live tab, and you will be able to listen live as the cadets take on the Tigers for a state championship. And just a couple of notes for the fans watching along here, just some names to keep an eye out for Riles, the quarterback, as Coach Britt mentioned, an unbelievable quarterback, over 2,000 yards on the season and getting it done with his legs as well. And then the running back, Creedle, has been phenomenal as well, over 2,000 yards on the ground for him. A very similar role to what we see from Justin Thomas inside this cadet's offense. You're going to see him in the backfield. Also going to see him flexed out wide as well. A few defenders to watch out for as well. In this one coming up, watch out for big number 55. Jackson has 98 total tackles on the year, and Watts has 90 tackles as well. He's number 20. So as you're watching and listening along, keep an eye out for all of those guys from the Tigers. Unbelievable football players in their own right, obviously, as they have made it to the state championship game. Kevin Thomas and myself will be live from Center Park Stadium coming up on Friday. Again, you'll be able to listen to the game live right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, all of that brought to you by Savannah Toyota. They've been your sponsor for BC football on ESPN Radio all season. Big thank you to them, as well as our other sponsors of Cadets Football. For Coach Britt, I am Christian Gokel. Look forward to having everyone join us on Friday as your cadets play for a state championship.